Welcome to the Freeform Rock Podcast. This is your host, frickin' Mark Taylor. Grab a beard, stay a while, and we do anything. We go from all genres, man. We go from Duran Duran and Metallica. So party on, dude. Hi, welcome to another edition of the Freeform Rock Podcast. Today we have regular guest on here, Nate. Say hi, Nate. Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? That's right, your favorite bushy pussy face, Nate Atchison, is back. Also known as DJ Big Bushy, now on thatmetalstation.com. Yeah, listen to his show, it kicks ass, man. I, I do it. try. I try to bring it every Sunday night. That's a hard time slot, man. I'm competing with um, Sunday Night Football and The Walking Dead, but I'm doing okay. I'm holding my own. <laughs> That's good, man. I like it. Last night I got on there for a little bit, and then I passed out. <laughs> I was, like, drunk. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I saw you there. I ended up going till uh, two o'clock Eastern time, so I did a uh, a five hour show, and it got weird, man. I had some uh, some crazy requests happening. Uh, I ended up playing a, I guess you could consider it almost a death metal version of the Village People's YMCA by oh, request, and a uh, <laughs> a cover of uh, again almost a death metal version of ABBA's Dancing Queen. And uh, the scary, the scary part was, is it actually wasn't bad. I'm a, I'm a fan of both of those songs anyway. You know, I like the Village People. I like ABBA, but oh God, I couldn't believe it. Showed up on the Power Hour, but yes, it did. That's hilarious, man. <laughs> Dang, I, I got, I should have stayed up to listen to that. <laughs> uh, oh, it, it, it definitely got wild in there. And then somehow the talk turned to Christmas. And I tell you what. This is my favorite, favorite, favorite time of the year. I turned into a little kid. I'm almost 42. Man, I, I got the tree up, the lights on. I, I've even got some garland with lights around my area where I broadcast from. You know, I've got my little nativity scene, a little throwback to how I grew up. I've got my Santa and Mrs. Claus and stuff. I love my Christmas music. So Christmas music even snuck its way into the into the big pushy power hour <laughs> because uh, I only played one song, but... Man, they were getting me so hyped for it that I, I had to. So I played uh, Halford, uh, Get Into the Spirit, off of uh, Winter Songs. And that's probably going to make a make an appearance on my Christmas show because I, I have a show Christmas night at uh, 9 p.m. So I will be doing mostly uh, Christmas music that night. Metal variety, of course. Well, you could get into some hard rock. They have some good Ario Speedwagon Christmas songs out there on an album, Not So Silent Night pretty good well i'll have to check it out because i'm definitely looking for stuff and uh, my show's definitely hard rock and heavy metal um i don't get too brutal too often because uh, i i like to understand what people are saying but i do like some of that brutal stuff uh so yeah hard rock absolutely has a place on my show nice well let's get into this uh i, I call it a new classic from this band because they to me they haven't made a bad album yet uh this is uh, an album from uh two years ago simplicity man it's already flown by that fast <laughs> damn time is bitch <laughs> yeah you you say fast and i'm like i didn't even know this album was out yeah did you hear the album before that 2008's forevermore nope i uh, think uh you're gonna have to uh, send you that too <laughs> 80, 80s albums are the last i had heard oh they 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 came back with a with some good albums man since they've come back they've all been uh top notch uh, let's get into this album from 2014, Tesla Simplicity. We will rip right into song, track number one called MP3. What do you think of this one? Well, this one, uh, I, I get excited when it first starts because you hear a needle dropping onto the groove and you hear that uh, sound of a record spinning. So it's got kind of a cool intro. Um, the main riff, though, it kind of reminds me of something off of Night Songs, maybe even that song itself, just the way it's... Ding, bang, 
it's very night songs. I uh, I dig the message. I wish it was a little more up tempo. Solo's not bad, but it's not blistering. Not a bad song though. I don't hate it. Yeah, I love the message in it, man. It's just we need to get back to simplicity, you know. <laughs> I love that shit. It's talking oh, about yeah. how you used to drop a needle on a record and now you're sitting there downloading, you know. <laughs> so, I know, right? Yeah. And then we get into my favorite song on the album. It's track number two, Ricochet. What do you think of this one? <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of sorry that's your favorite song. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a mid-tempo rocker. You know, it's got some cool solos. For me, the lyrics are kind of hard to believe because uh, they're not bringing the rock like uh, like their 80s albums. I, I'm a big fan of those 80s albums. I mean, even Kiss brought the rock on Monster, and they're older than these guys. Um I thought it was silly talking about me and the boys rocking all day, rocking all night. I, I, I find it to be kind of bullshit, frankly. I'm not, I'm not a fan of that song at all. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I love it when they go, like Uncle Ted says, free for all. Ricochet bouncing <laughs> off. You don't like the risk? Going, da -na 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 -na. And, and I love how they pay an ode to their fans. They go, love our fans, love to make them proud, slap their ass and turn it up loud. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Yeah. It, I, I, I can't argue with those points. It just didn't do it for me. Yeah, I think you need repeated listens. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. maybe. It's, it's actually funny because uh, I did all my notes on my laptop yesterday. That son of a bitch crashed. It uh, froze right up on me, so I wasn't able to save any of my work. So I had to re-listen to this damn thing after I already listened to it three times yesterday. And it's funny because on this re-listen that I did today to prepare for this, opinion on a certain song changed for me. Nice. <laughs> I hope it's a good opinion. <laughs> and then we oh, you're, 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 boy, you're, you're in for a treat. <laughs> <laughs> and we get to track number three, Rise and Fall. What do you think of this one? Hate it. Hate <laughs> it. Hate it. The guitar work, uh, which which isn't bad, can't save the fact that Jeff Keith's voice is just shit. And that, I, 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 oh, that, that's so annoying. I, I can't stand this song. I, I hated having to listen all the way through just to, just to give an honest opinion on it. Oh, wow, <laughs> man. And then I, I like it. It's about doom and gloom, man. I, I like that shit, that they're just not talking about sex and beer and shit. I like it how they could rock out the different themes. And then we get to the, uh, the single, So Divine. What do you think of this one? Uh, again, right away, the song just kind of suffers from shit vocals. Uh, um, I think Jeff Keith, he, um, as he's gotten older, he, he needs to learn to not hold out those notes. He doesn't have the sustain anymore. Uh, it's just really bad. The chorus is good, though. It, he, delivers, uh, he delivers that much better than he does on those verses. Um, let's see what else I have here. Uh, that, uh, that's also where the best musician, uh, musicianship is. Great guitar solos. That's, and actually, guitar solos are the best part of that song. Yeah, that's a great song. I like the song. I have a, His voice has got a little raspier. But I, I think he still holds a tune, and he can still sing better than Paul Stanley. You know, I've seen some, I, the, the mechanical... Have you got the mechanical resonance live at, yet? No, I have not. It sounds really good on that. Um, yeah, maybe the production was a little bad from Tom Zanet on his vocals. Maybe they should have ran it through because if you hear, like, the, what do you call, the ballads on this album, he's singing really clear. <laughs> so it's, like, weird. He, he has a good voice on one song and it's really raspy on another one. You know, I, I like this. The beginning kind of reminds me of Seasons of Wither, the guitar in the beginning. 
uh-huh. from uh, Aerosmith. I don't know if you picked up on that a little bit. But I, I like this song. I, it's a cool song. I think they're talking about Jesus or some kind of religion. <laughs> so divine, you know, whatever. And then we'll get into track number five, Cross My Heart. What do you think of this one? Now, this one is, uh, this is probably my first true like on, on, on the album. Um, I love that almost country, kind of a rockabilly uh, feel of this song. Uh, I hate the silly lyrics, you know, but, uh, but I totally dig that little solo with the wah pedal he's doing. It's not horrible, not great by any stretch of the imagination, but up to this point, it is definitely the best thing I have heard on this album. Nice, yeah. I, I, you know, I have notes, little southern rock tinge to it, and I like the acoustics, the acoustic guitars in the background, how they sound. Yeah, but, I absolutely agree with you there. Yeah, it's a good song, and then we'll get into. I think it's another single on this album. Honestly, what do you think of this one? Oh, hate it, hate <laughs> it. From the opening guitar notes, you know it's a cheesy ballad, which means you're going to hear Jeff trying to hit those sustain notes again, and it's just painful to hear. All he has to do is do that honestly, and I do it just as bad as he did. <laughs> it's horrible, horrible song. Yeah, I don't like it. It is a cheesy ballad. I think that they they could write better ballads. They wrote Love Song, which is a phenomenal ballad. But yeah, yeah. I think this one was a throwaway for them. They put 14 tracks on this album. They could have taken off two or three to me. <coughs> so it's a long album. It's over an hour long. It's like the CD generation, you know, let's fill up the album. <laughs> Yeah, they well with this one, what they did is they decided to hot in the shade it, and it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing that. Inter I'm doing that review with Andrew later today. <laughs> nice, nice. The shade. So we'll stand by to see what we think about that one, and then we get to uh, my second favorite song off the album, Flip Side. What do you think of this one? All right, Flip Side. You know, from that opening pick slide into that sick guitar riff, joined by the harmonica. You know you're going to get a treat. I love this tune. I love the acoustic bluesy guitars. I love the finger snapping during the verses. You know, it just kind of slows down. You got a little bit of bass, you know, a little bit of drum, but it's mostly finger snapping. And, and you know, him singing, and he's actually singing it well. Good, good rocking chorus, solid guitar solo. This is a good song. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Smoking weed for medication, catchy on the flip side. <laughs> yeah, it's catchy. It's good. Yeah, really catchy. I love that song. And then we get to, uh, I think, uh, another ballad, Other Than Me. What do you think of this one? Let me read you these two words I wrote for Other Than Me. Fuck! Another ballad. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I, I really hate this one. He's he's just being such a whiny bitch on this song. I'm, I hate, hate, hate this shit. Uh, even the solo sucks on this album. It has no redeeming qualities. And him whining about helping this chick out all the time, but when she wants a lover, she runs to some other dude. You fucking fag. Grab your balls and man up. I hate that song. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like it either. It's like one of the three songs that I, I think should have been taken off the album. It really sucks. And too many ballads on a Tesla album, for one thing. One is fine, not three. You know, yeah, yeah. Fuck, man. And then we get into uh, Break of Dawn. A really good rocker. What do you think of this one? Uh... It has a real strong intro, and uh, Jeff sounds very Bon Scott here. Um, has a little guitar break that uh, uh, totally steals the opening riff on a, a One a Dead or Alive, but it moves into a decent, not great, you know, but decent guitar solo. Got shitty vocals on the end, though. I, I forget what it is he's saying there, but it was it was crap at the end. 
But as a rule, it's not a bad song. Yeah, I like the riff. Da, 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 da. Yeah, it just builds up for me. I like I like this song, and I didn't really notice his vocals at the end. I I like I like his voice. I think it's gotten raspier over the years, but I know he could still sing it. I know he could pull it off live from the Tesla live album, and he still sounds great live. Right. I'll have to uh, I'll have to check that out at some point. I'm kind of on a on a record buying hiatus right now because <laughs> of the Christmas season, so I don't get myself in trouble. Yeah, I had I, I I owe those people some money over there. <laughs> I don't have it right now. I had to pay rent. I had to pay. Oh, rent. yeah. Well, I've I've got it. I've got it. But he said I could wait until after Christmas. So yeah, they're being cool. And then uh, we'll get into uh, another ballad, "Burnout to Fade." What do you think of this one? <laughs> I loved it. I just I'm just gonna keep reading the opening lines <laughs> to my notes here because they're beautiful. Here we go again with the ballads. <laughs> <laughs> now I I don't mind a ballad or two. But this fucking album is just full of them. Where, where's the rock and roll? Uh, I don't even understand what burnout to fade means. I, I, I just don't like it. I don't like it. That that title doesn't make sense, and it doesn't make sense within the context of the song at all. Damn. Yeah, it, it's probably the only ballad on the album I like. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but I'm going, fuck, there's so many ballads on here. But the rockers, to me, like Ricochet, MP3, Rise and Fall, Flipside... Like freaking, they make this album good for me. You know, it's not their best, but still, it's still listenable for me. Gotcha. Yeah, and that's funny. I told my daughter earlier that uh, I had to do this at four o'clock. You got to keep quiet. And I said, "Thank God, I'm not going to have to listen to this again." (laughs) (laughs) I guess she didn't like it either, huh? (laughs) Oh no, that was me saying that. Although I will say that one song did make it on the power hour last night because it's the standout best track on the album oh nice and then we but get yeah, it. coming soon okay and then we get on uh, i think i might know what it is then we get into track 11 life is a river what do you think of this one ballad 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 hate it <laughs> yeah i don't like it either it sucks and, and we'll just keep uh, it at that and then we'll yeah, go to the word oh no because I, I have a question okay i have a question about this song why the fuck does he talk about his dog and then bark. It's the stupidest thing I have ever heard. Stupid, stupid, stupid song. <laughs> I have no idea, man. <laughs> God, uh, this is my dog. Woo woo. What? <laughs> <laughs> and then we get into uh, 12, Sympathy. What do you think of this one? Uh, it's got an upbeat chorus, but a down-tempo verses. I'm not sure why they do this. It's almost like they were taking a, you know... Taking a play, a shot of uh, Stain's playbook, you know, rock hard on the choruses, slow down the verses. I mean, I kind of dig it, uh, in it, but it seems to be a theme on this album. Even with the rocker songs, it kind of slows down during the verses. I'll give it a thumbs up, though, just because uh, it's mostly a rocker, and I love the solos in there. Yeah, I love Dave Rude and uh, and uh, Frank Cannon, man. They're good. But I, I miss Tommy Skiich. He's the one who gave him the punk feel, you know? But, uh, yeah, Skitch is definitely lacking on this album. I love Frank Cannon, too. I actually saw it with Moondog Maine years ago, but yeah, this, whew, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get on my third favorite song, Time Bomb. What do you think of this one? I love that dirty, grungy type riff. I love, love, love the lyrics. It almost sounds like a pro-Trump song, <laughs> even <laughs> though this is well before he had even announced he was running. 
And uh, the instrumental fucking rips, man. When you get there towards the end, it's driving. It's heavy. Wicked, wicked guitar solos. It is the best song on the album. I actually like this one. Uh, did you, is this the one you played on the Power Hour? Yes. I knew it. <laughs> this is a great <laughs> song, man. Wicked, there's nothing more I can say about it. You just, like, explained what I liked about it. Fucking it's oh, dirty fucking rock and roll. I love it. Now yeah, we get, great. get to the final track on this album. Till That Day, what do you think of this one? Oh, we close the album like a bitch. <laughs> it's another sappy, stupid, boring fucking ballad. Uh, it, it's actually a shitty way to end the album. This should have been an EP, uh, not a 14-track LP. Let's see, what do I have here? MP3, Ricochet, Cross My Heart, Flipside, Sympathy, and Time Bomb would have been a decent EP. Not great, but decent. Ugh, dude, all those ballads. Jeff needs to get laid. <laughs> That's funny, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think it was a wimp way to go out. I hate albums closing with a ballad. Um, I just did a thing on the David Lee Roth band, and everybody's roasting me on it because I didn't like the last track off the album, Black Sand. And uh, I did a poll, and they go, is this a real poll? <laughs> <laughs> it's the best song off the album. I go, I don't like it, man. It's It slows down. The album was great, and it, it, it started with a great song, and it ended with a fucking flop. To me, you know. Maybe right, I'm... well, see, David Lee Ross, one of those weird ones where a lot of his albums ended off with a slow song. I'm, and I'm okay with that with DLR. I expect it from him, so it makes sense. Yeah, I don't know if you heard the song Black Sand. So. <laughs> no, you would have to tell me which album. I would have to go revisit it. That's on the DR, DLR band album. Okay. John Five and uh, the drummer. I always forget yeah. the guy's name, but he's a great drummer. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've got it. I haven't listened to that one. I... I love Skyscraper, and I love uh, Eat Him and Smile. Uh, yeah. So those are the albums. That, and, and I like uh, A Little Late Enough, so I tend to gravitate towards those albums a little bit more. Like, uh, Damn Good is awesome. Beautiful song on frickin' uh, uh, Skyscraper. That is a fucking awesome <laughs> song. But I, I also like Hot Dog and a Shake because it makes me laugh. <laughs> well, how could you not? That song's fucking brilliant. I love that song, man. Dave is What you're hungry for. <laughs> Dog and a Shake. <laughs> Yeah, man. So I'm sorry for letting you listen to this terrible album. <laughs> I thought you'd like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. You said Tesla. I was like, oh, shit, which one? And, oh, I've never even heard of this. And, well, now we know. Yeah, maybe we'll go back and do, uh, uh, well, the great radio controversy. <laughs> yeah, that would or mechanical resonance. Either of those would. But then it would just be a bunch of us sucking these guys' dicks saying how great it was. This is a little more fun. Yeah, I guess I, yeah, because Brian Schaefer last night we were agreeing on all the songs until we got the Black Sand. He goes, "Oh man, what happened?" I go, "We can't agree on everything, man. It gets boring." Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. So uh, uh, promote your radio show, brother. Yeah, absolutely, man. I appreciate that. It's uh, it's the Big Bushy Power Hour. It's on uh, every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on thatmetalstation.com on your PC or laptop. If you're on a on an Apple device, first of all, you suck. Get on a real goddamn device. Hey. But, on, but on the Apple device, you can search the iTunes store, That Metal Station. We do have an app there. On your Android device, go to the Google Play Store, download the app. It's free download for both sites. Uh, again, That Metal Station. If you don't want to do any of those apps, but you have the TuneIn app, TuneIn Radio, that's fine. Again, search That Metal Station. Every... Uh, Every Sunday night, I, I love doing my show. I got a guy on before me that's 
He does some off-the-wall stuff. It's mostly power metal. DJ Kane, uh, the Crusaders of Metal show. Uh, he's from 6 to 9. And I got nobody after me, so I don't have a fucking cutoff point, man. I just go till I decide I'm done. Uh, so what do they do? They just play, after you're done, they just play, uh, uh, like, uh, computer music or what? Yeah, we have a we have an auto DJ uh, yeah. that fills in the time slots when there's nobody on. A lot of the DJs have really been stepping up. Like this week, I've been on two or three times in the daytime because I've had the time off. Nice. And I've noticed a lot of the other guys are starting to step up and try to fill those daytime slots. Because our, uh, oh, excuse me, our, our station's growing, man. It's growing every week. My show, Jesus, my show's growing every week. Uh, everybody shows you know the, the weekend is definitely the time to be there but man we got killer shows on monday we got a new show coming i definitely want to promote this if you if you don't mind me taking a minute oh i don't care man <laughs> monday monday december 5th on thatmetalstation.com i don't know which radio station that scott took them from but dj guilty stole these dude monday december 5th at 7 p.m eastern standard time that metal station has acquired the brothers grim that is three guys that love metal, and they're fucking hilarious. It's uncensored talk, uncensored metal. I, I, Scott must have a bruised throat, but I'm telling you what, he got them, and we got them. They're coming to the station uh, Monday, uh, December 5th, and then that week, uh, Walter's Wall of Woe, and he plays the brutal. He brings the brutal death metal. That's all his show is. That's going to move from Monday to uh, Saturday. That just flops people around to... to to let it work for these guys, because these guys are bringing their own audience, which is awesome. Nice. And uh, I thought on TuneIn Radio, you got to look up Devil's Music or something. It did used to be Devil Music Radio, but uh, what Scott did is he upgraded all of our programs, uh, the way we broadcast and everything. And when he did that, he renewed his contract with uh, with TuneIn and just changed it to uh, that, uh, that metal station. That's awesome, man, because I... So I remember when I first used to go on tune in and, and it, it would come up that metal station and all of a sudden it stopped. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> right, right. That's why I love the app on my Apple device, except the chat room app is fucked up because last night when I was I signed in on Facebook, it said I was muzzy. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's because the app does not like Apple. We recommend everybody switch to Android devices. Oh, fuck Android. <laughs> I, hate fu I had an Android device. That shit took a shit. I had three of them. They took a shit on me all the time, man. Fucking shit. Samsung. Fucking whatever I had from them. Fucking no, and I get that, that because I had, a, I had an iPhone as well. And I didn't hate my iPhone, but it stopped receiving text messages, stopped sending text messages. Hell, I couldn't even get phone calls on it anymore. I mean, fuck this shit. I went back to an Android, and I've had no problems. It's, it's a Samsung Galaxy, what, and I you love have it. an iPhone 3? <laughs> Oddly enough, 4S. 4S? I had a 4. I never had problems with it at all. Until, until uh, one New Year's Eve, I got fucking wasted and threw up everywhere. They took my clothes off and washed them with my phone in the pocket. Fucking oh, well, that's, that's brilliant. Jesus. Yeah, so New Year's Day, I was in Verizon getting me a new phone. <laughs> Yeah, you always puke on your woman, not on yourself. I, just, I didn't have a woman back then, so I just had myself. <laughs> it was after the first divorce. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I fucking puked all over myself, and then I washed my clothes with my fucking... I didn't even remember them undressing me. <laughs> like, That's hilarious. I can't remember the last time I got drunk and threw up. It's been that long. And I can tell you that a couple of weeks ago, I came close, but it didn't happen. Oh shit! Uh, one one night, my my girlfriend made me whiskey and coke, 
and we were low on ice, so she didn't notice how much whiskey she was pouring into whiskey and Coke. Oh, Jesus. And, and she put more in there because there was less ice, and she didn't notice what she's doing. I drank it, and I said, this is really strong. I should add more Coke to it, but I was too lazy to get off my chair. So I just drank it, and about an hour later, I woke up from bed and went outside and puked. I was like, wow. I, I said, watch your drinks, man. You made that too strong. <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy. I don't I don't drink whiskey at all. I, I, I don't have a taste for it. The closest I get is rum and cokes, man. Me and me and uh, Captain Morgan have a good healthy relationship. Oh, but that's as that's too. as far as I can get. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to rum for a while because I'm getting tired of the whiskey, but fuck, I love rum and coke. I just had rum and eggnogs last week, man. That shit's awesome. Yes, it is. Another favorite part of this season for me. Yeah, rum and egg dogs, man. Remember, uh, what was it, uh, Christmas Vacation when they had the freaking, uh, the Wally Moose mu eggnog mugs? <laughs> Those are cool, yeah. man. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. And then freaking, uh, what's his cousin comes up behind you and goes, where'd you come from? <laughs> I know, right, Eddie? Yeah. <laughs> That's my absolutely. favorite Christmas movie, that one and Bad Santa. Really? No, Christmas Story for me, hands down. I'm burned out of that movie, dude. It's played so much on TBS on Christmas all day. I even have it on Blu-ray, and I don't watch it. I have it on Blu-ray. I watch it every year, and I still watch the 24-hour marathon. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. When, he's in the when they're in the Chinese restaurant... And those guys are trying to sing the Christmas carols. Come on. <laughs> Stack the horrors with bars of hoary. That shit makes me laugh. It's racist as hell. I don't care. It's hilarious. And when they bring the duck out, and he's like, it's still smiling at me, and they lop its head off. <laughs> I love that fucking movie. That is my all-time favorite Christmas movie, followed closely by Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, I love Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I told you, man, I'm the kid in the house. I like to watch all that shit. You know, when the Grinch is on, I don't mean the Jim Carrey Grinch. I mean the 30-minute 30, the 30 Boris Karloff Grinch. You know, I love that shit. I love both of them. I love the Jim Carrey version, too. I, I, I have a hard time watching that because I know that that little girl is uh, the chick from, uh, uh, what the hell is the name of that band? Uh, the Jesus Pretty Reckless? Christ. That's them. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. She's yeah, hot. that's her. I, I, I can't watch that anymore because that's you're, gross. Because you're lusting after the little girl? <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> no. No, that would be weird. Okay. What about what about Christina Ricci in freaking The Addams Family? You know what she became. I know, but she wasn't cute in that movie. Alyssa Milano in freaking uh, Who's the Boss? Oddly enough, I haven't seen that in years, so I don't know. But I do know I loved that one episode of Charmed where she got turned into a mermaid. <laughs> she's hot, man. And I really love that movie, Embrace of the Vampire. Whew. And she's a freaking Dodger fan, too. I love it. <laughs> oh, you just fucked it up for me. <laughs> Sorry. What baseball team do you like? I only know your football. Kansas City Royals. Kansas City Royals? Yep, man. yep. Well, congratulations. They won two years ago. Uh, a year ago, but yeah, uh, I was yeah, glad. I, I was glad they went two years in a row, one to second one. I yeah. was happy to see the Cubbies win it this year, man. One hundred eight years in the making is about damn time. You know, I wasn't. <laughs> I can't. I can never go for a team that beats my team in the playoffs. I can't. I just can't do it. It's like fucking if your Cowboys get beat by a team that hasn't never won a Super Bowl. 
would you go for them too? <laughs> yeah, I probably actually would. You would? Oh wow, you're you're a better you're a better football fan than I am. Because as soon as I've my team's knocked out of the playoffs, I don't watch it. I watch the Super Bowl, but I'm not into it. I'm just watching it for the stupid commercials now. <laughs> I, uh, I always like to see the NFC win just as much as I like to see the American League win. Uh, but this time, you know, the Cubs, uh, 108 years, man. That's a that's a long time, so I was definitely pulling for them. I've rooted for the Giants before, even though I hate them. Oh, wow. But you know what? If I'm going to if I'm gonna be into this, go NFC all day long. Screw the AFC. Oh, fuck. I, I couldn't root for the Seahawks when they got... That's fucking... It's like me rooting for the San Francisco Giants in baseball when they get into the World Series. When the Angels beat their ass and came from behind, I was fucking rooting for them. Go Angels! Until their fans fucked it up for me by saying, oh, your Dodgers suck. They haven't won since 1988. I go, fuck you. <laughs> I said, I was going for your team. Now I fucking want your team to die, fucking bandwagon yeah. fans. And look at the Angels' attendance. Fucking Dodgers, $3 million every year. Doesn't matter if we lose 99 games or win 100 games. The fans are always there. Angel fans, you never get attendance anymore. You're under two million a year Dodgers all are the first team and the same team that keeps getting three million in attendance every year LA loves the Dodgers even the Lakers drop off on attendance when they suck the Dodgers never do well that's that's actually badass because I wish I could say the same about my Royals but we've been in such a slump since what 19 when the hell did we won the last one is either 83 or 80 it must have been 83 83 or 85 we won the last World Series and attendance has just been down until uh, not the not last year. And I'm not talking about this year. We just finished, but last year. But the year before, when we made our first uh, World Series run, all of a sudden, hey, people are showing back up at the K. So maybe they were fans, but they just got sick of spending money to go see them lose. I don't know. But if I lived that goddamn close, you could bet your ass I would be at every game I could be at. Fuck, I try to go to at least one Dodger game a year, win or lose, man. I don't fucking care. They're my team, man. I'm pissed off because of Time Warner Cable freaking didn't make deals with DirecTV, but I heard it was DirecTV, AT&T, and some other channels that were in collusion so they could get the price lower. So fuck you, DirecTV, even though I have you. You won't let me see my fucking Dodgers for the last three years. I had to wait till they're on ESPN with fucking shitty announcers. Fuck, I said it. Your ES ESPN and MLB announcers fucking sucks unless it's Bob Costas because that guy knows a shitload of history and I like that dude but the other announcers fucking Breen or whatever they're fucking having on the Fox game of the week they fucking suck eggs unless Eric Karros is there as the color guy and I'm okay <laughs> yeah as, as long as it's not uh, Joe Buck I really hate Joe Buck I Buck. hate Joe Buck man it's yeah crazy. he hates all my Cowboys he hated all my Royals there's he was shocked while we were waiting. I'm like, you dirty cocksucker. Do you not see how good our team is? Do you know what I do? Because I live in northern New York. Uh, uh, I am uh, an hour north of a, of Syracuse. Most people know that from the Syracuse Orange uh, football and basketball team, Syracuse University. I'm an hour north of there, and an hour north of there means I'm 36 miles south of the Canadian border. Um I don't get Kansas City Royals games up here either, unless they're on, uh, like you said, like a Sunday night game of the week or something on ESPN. So I spend a little bit of money every year because I like baseball, man. Football, most of the time you go to see a Cowboys game, even up here, most of the time. 
Baseball, you know, if, if you're not a fan of the of the Yankees or the Mets, you're just not going to see your fucking team unless your team's playing them. So uh, MLB.tv, um, because I have a PlayStation, uh, I'm able to get that app on there. And um, I think I pay 20 bucks a month. I, I should probably buy it, just you know, pay for the season ahead of time. I'll save 30, 40 bucks. But I just pay it every month. And I get to see every goddamn Kansas City Royals game I want to see with Kansas City Royals announcers. Mm-hmm. That's the way to go. If, you, if you're not getting your shit, you might want to look at that. MLB.TV, man. Sign up and any games you're not seeing, you'll be able to see them. Yeah, but you know the thing is, I'm in the Dodgers area. Oh, so, so to be blacked, blacked out. out. Oh, yeah, that sucks. I would buy that. But fucking sucks, man. I could uh, at least... Uh, T-Mobile gave me like uh, MLB radio, but I still I'm still blacked out on the radio part. Fucking dicks. <laughs> oh, that yeah, I, that sucks. I can still listen to the radio. I love the announcers they have on the radio. Vince Scully was the first four innings, and then it goes to Charlie Steiner. Charlie Steiner is a beast, man. I love that guy. Well, you know, on radio, you you have a lot more work to do because you have to convey the excitement. And let's all be real, unless there's a play happening. Baseball's not exciting. It's more of a game of anticipation. So these radio announcers, they have to be extra special to bring the excitement, to keep you listening. Otherwise, why the hell bother? Yeah, it's fucking sad. I haven't heard Vince Scully's uh, replacement yet, but I heard he's pretty good. He's been doing the road games, but I can't see them because I'm blacked out because of fucking Time Warner. He's been doing the road games that Vince Scully retired from doing road games a long time ago. He just does the division games and the home games. But fuck, gotcha. I'm going to miss that guy. You know, without Vince Scully and my grandpa, I wouldn't like baseball. Really? That, that makes perfect sense to me. Uh, my grandfather was a big baseball fan, too. My dad said he was. He's the one that taught me how to throw and catch and got me in the Little League and such. Um, but he's one of these guys, and God, I love you, Dad. I know you'll never listen because you don't take the time to listen to this shit because you hate my foul fucking mouth. <laughs> but um, he's one of these fans that uh, he's not really a fan. He just likes teams, you know. And he he tends to like whoever's doing good. He'll he'll always be a Yankees fan. My grandfather was a Yankees fan, which is funny. He's he's an old North Carolina boy. But um. My dad got to see Mickey Mantle play in Yankee Stadium because my grandfather took him up to New York City to Yankee Stadium for a ball game. Yankees lost, you know, but he got to see Mantle play. He got to see him step up to the plate and do his thing and such. So uh, he's always going to have a soft spot for the Yankees, but he switches. You know, he'll be a Rockies fan the year that, um, what's his face there, that goose-looking son of a bitch, and they won the World Series. That pitcher they had, Randy something or another. Oh, you mean Arizona? Yeah, yeah, one of them. Kurt Schilling and uh, the uh, Randy Johnson. Who's on Randy his, Johnson. Diamond, he's like four Diamondbacks. Yeah, one of my enemies. Yeah, like, yeah, like four hundred feet tall, skinny. Yeah. You, you know, know uh, you know, he's a freaking big Rush fan, though. Is he? They gave him yeah. uh, his, uh, They retired his number at Diamondback Stadium. It's in the Rush uh, new documentary called Time Stand Still. They gave him a gold Neil Peart drum set from the tour. Oh, nice, nice. Only, I'm a. Uh, I'm trying to get into Rush. I, I have one Rush album. Um, I do like it. It's the one with Xanadu on it and uh, yeah. Closer to the Heart. I don't remember the name of it. It's the only vinyl I have. Is it? And when I say vinyl, I mean it's the only goddamn Rush that I own. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you need to get permanent ways and, and uh, 
moving pictures. I, yeah, I hear twenty one twelve is the album to get. Twenty one twelve is great, man. I it it's like uh what's it called? Getty Lee on steroids fucking singing Wah <laughs> no, it's like nice. High pitch shit, man. It's awesome, man. I like I like how his voice went in the eighties though. I like how it calmed down and he was singing more in his range. He wasn't trying to be like Robert Plant to me. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Man. Well, Robert Plant was just trying to be like David Coverdale anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I just love Coverdale Page, and I love to fuck with fans of uh, Zeppelin, because I love Led Zeppelin. And, and you, Ro Robert Plant, you know, and, and, and John Bonham, fucking, uh, uh, fuck, Jimmy Page, and their bass player there, John Paul Jones. I tell you what, there's no better band out there. And I'm a huge Kiss fan. They just really brought the rock in the 70s. But when you hear Robert Plant and his vocal range and his stylings, and then you hear David Coverdale and his range and his stylings are very similar. So when it all comes down to it, you listen to, <laughs> you listen to Coverdale do uh, you know, Plant's music, Zeppelin's music. With Jimmy Page on guitar, oh, I'm I'm sorry, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Robert Plant is on his knees singing praises to Coverdale's junk. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. Yeah, you need to get it into Hemispheres. That's a great album too, with the Cygnus X One Book Two, Circumstances in the Trees, and La Villa Strangato. You know, Are I, we still talking Rush? Because I, I think you're speaking Russian. Yeah, Rush. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> fucking, um, I was called out because I pronounced an album <laughs> wrong on a, on a podcast with uh, Andrew Jacobs. I print, I pronounce it Caris of Steel. It's uh, fuck, now I can't even say it. I was just called out. Sorry, man. I, I am a huge Rush fan, but I suck with enunciations. It's caressive still. Okay, I, I said it right for all you Rush fans who are probably fucking with me right now. No, I that's hilarious because you said caressive, but you said announciations. <laughs> I know. I'm a little buzzed right now. I drink four beers. <laughs> it's pronunciation, but you know what Pronunciations, yeah. Yeah, I'll probably get fucking blasted on that too. Fuck it. Fuck, fuck it. It's fucking podcasting and Facebook. Grow up. <laughs> oh, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, oh, I forgot to ask you, what are your top three songs off this shit album for you? <laughs> top three songs are Little Susie, Love Song, and Edison's Medicine. <laughs> oh, oh, from this hacker fucking album. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus, yeah. Really? I can't have Edison's Medicine? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> boy, this, this was hard. This was really hard. Uh, Cross My Heart, Flip Side, and Time Bomb. Those are good ones. <laughs> They're the only good ones on the album. <laughs> I can't believe you don't like uh, MP3 and uh, and uh, Ricochet. I love Ricochet. That rip. Don't know Ricochet bouncing off the walls. Ricochet. Oh, is so cheesy to me. Yeah, it's like it's... no. It's like look, Grandpa, you're not staying up all night partying. Quit lying. <laughs> Quit lying. Kiss is doing it and barely. Okay, they have to be in bed by 11:30. So I don't want to hear that shit. They're older than you. You're fucking lying. <laughs> all right man thanks for being on the show again data i always enjoy it this is like i think one of the first albums we didn't really agree on which is awesome i like it 
Oh yeah, it was great because that was a that was a really shit album. That was a lot of fun. I had to yeah. listen to that on purpose. Did you listen to the end of that <laughs> journaling mob I sent you? Uh, I listened to a couple of them. It, man, it's so hard. Uh, I tend to listen to music more on like Saturday nights. Uh-huh. Thursday because Thursday nights I'm like listening to the Doctor Fuck show, and uh, on Saturdays I'm at work still, and um, I listen to Ian's show. And then by the time I get home, excuse me, that was nasty. Uh, by, by the time I get home, man, I'm ready to just unwind from my work week because I only work three and a half days, but it's, I work three 12 and a half hour days and one six and a half hour day because I'm the boss, so I got to be in there half hour early. Yeah, so I'm ready to just relax, and that's why I tend to listen to the most music that just I want to listen to. I have checked some of it out. It's like all that Europe you sent me, man. That shit's so kick-ass, but I haven't listened to all of it. Nice. I had a guy just send me everything Bon Jovi ever had. Do you know that I thought that... Uh, like Crossroads was like one of their last albums, and apparently they have almost twenty albums out. I I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I just got their new one. This house is not for sale. I like it. Mitch Lafon doesn't, but I like it. I don't know if I have that one. No, I don't, because the the guy that's, that that sent me the music said that uh he didn't get the new one or the last one. So I'm down two albums. Well, the, do you have What About Now? That album is okay. But the last uh, album they released was just an album to get out of their record contract. <laughs> it was like all throwaways. So which, which one is that? Pretty terrible. I forgot what it was. I didn't even look get it because I heard that Bon Jovi just released it just to fucking give them their last album and get the fuck out. <laughs> I don't know. I know I got the Circle. Target exclusive, which to me said, it, it, was that released in Target? Is all I could think of. Well, Target, they probably have like a, a, a tar- Target will take like a Japanese version, they'll add more songs to it. Like, this house is not for sale. If I would have got the deluxe version, it would have had about four more songs on it. Oh, wow. Now, um, yeah, see, I didn't even know that. I know that I, I, I do have on, on actual physical CD, I do have This Left Feels Right. And I thought that was kind of cool because, you know, some kind of jazzy, funky, you know, different takes on their music. I thought that was kind of cool. And I've even got Lost Highway because I grew up on country music. Fuck, man, my my, my family's southern, so I so I don't mind that album. Lost but Highway I think kicks the, ass. I, I like that album. I don't know that it kicks ass, but I do like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the it, last it sounds like Bon Jovi. It doesn't even sound like a country album. They have a little twang. He doesn't have the twang in his voice. Maybe because they have the slide pedal guitar in there once in a while, but. Yeah, it's definitely country music, but but yeah. John's not singing country. I, I absolutely yeah. agree with you. The last good Bon Jovi album was fucking Keep the Faith. I love that album. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, okay so we can never do that one. No no Keep the Faith, because no, I love it. I love that album. I, <laughs> I like uh, These Days, too, with uh, Dear God. I love that song, man. Oh, yeah. Let's, we could definitely do These Days. That I hate that fucking album. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nate, I'm going to let you enjoy your day off. I'm going to uh, I have another podcast in about an hour. So I'll talk to you later, brother. All right, brother, man. Thanks for having me on. I always enjoy it. Keep listening to the Freeform Rock podcast. Check out my show on thatmetalstation.com, the Big Bushy Power Hour. Check out all our DJs, man. Everybody support everybody. Peace, love, and happiness unless you got to shoot a motherfucker. Yeah, and uh, get on my Podbean page on the left-hand side. It's my Amazon link. doesn't cost you any more money. To click it and buy stuff, it just gives me a little cut where which I can upgrade my uh, recording equipment here for this podcast. And also on my uh, Join the Freeform Rock podcast page on 
uh, Facebook and also the it's the pinned post. So I'm trying. I've only made two dollars and it's basically what I buy. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. Quit buying fucking vinyl. <laughs> All right, man. Have a great day, Nate. Thanks again for being on the show. Hey, man. You do the same. I appreciate you having me on. I always enjoy it. You have a good one. All right. You too. Bye. All right. See ya. Bye.
click that and if you guys want to buy anything off Amazon, if you don't cost you any more money to buy, it just gives me a little kickback so I can upgrade this podcast for you guys because I do do it for free and it helped me a lot so I can upgrade and get mixers and stuff like that. And also I just want to thank you guys for getting me over 2,000 downloads. I really appreciate that. I know it's still a small budding podcast, but thank you guys and tell your friends about it. And also join the Facebook page on Freeform Rock Podcast. I let everybody and anybody in who, who will contribute. And also on the pinned post, it's my Amazon link also, guys. You guys have a great day and God bless. Those are some kick-ass tracks. Now I want to promote some podcasts from my friends. We got Metal Raps. We got the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with Dr. Fuck Rafiera and Ian Wadley. One-on-one with Mitch LaFon. Talking Metal Cheap Trick with Cheap Track with Ken Mills. And in Podkiss, The Kiss Room. Focus on Metal, Decibel Geek with Aaron with Aaron Camaro and uh, Chris Sinzak. And in Zilch, a Monkeys Podcast. And then I'd like to also promote the Eddie Trunk Podcast and the Cassius Morris Show, man. These guys are kick-ass podcasts, and I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast, and God bless, man.